When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Do you believe you can live a pain-free, vital life? Do you want to step back into your power and share your gifts with the world? Are you ready to make a commitment to you? It's time to reclaim your inheritance as a self-healer. Welcome to The Nature of Healing. Hello, healers. I'm Roseanne. How's everyone doing? It's a strange world out here. Uh, you wake up one morning and, and things just aren't the same. Have you experienced this too? Um, it's sometimes hard to get out of bed, but... You know, every day you can be grateful that you are awake, alive, and ready to go. Even if you're not ready to go, you're awake and alive, <laughs> right? Today I want to talk about a world that seems to be um, reinventing itself. It's, it's a world that's coming for us, in my view. It's not something we can control. Uh, and people talk about you know, standing up, fighting, revolution. Um, and I just, you know, I used to think that way, that that's what we can do. We can come together and fight. But, you know, I think that is actually the opposite of what we need to do. It's actually the wrong thing. That's exactly what those who control this world expect us to do. They are enticing us to do this. So we have to think differently. And with all the different agendas coming at us, it's good to kind of break things down and understand what it is that is coming for us so that we know that we don't need to fight this thing. We can, we can find a different way to do battle, and that is by coming into ourselves and really understanding who we are and what this world is all about. So in the next few weeks, I want to talk about this world that is reinventing itself and to do that we need to talk about the UN or United Nations agendas you know people have heard about the different agendas the different numbers they go by agenda 21 agenda 2030 there is the um, transgender agenda and the transhumanist agenda and all of these agendas actually our one agenda. And I, that's what I want to talk about, kind of the big picture, the umbrella that covers all of these agendas. And you can go to their website and look for yourself, all the different, the sustainability, sustainable development agenda. Um, they're all there. They're listed under 17 goals. And to break even one of them down can take quite a while. But it's doable, and we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to talk about the transgender agenda. And this is rolling out in a big way. You know, I've written about the many different UN agendas in my writings, and I'll include some of the links in the notes if you want to go back and read more. The UN agendas are really global mandates. 
that are going to conform all of the different cultures, politics, religions into one blob identity. These agendas have been operating undercover for a long time. And ironically, they've been operating by the divide and conquer principle. But now they're coming out in the light of day. They're blatant. And they're not trying to hide anything because those who run the UN and those who run the world have checked off all the boxes on their list. They no longer have to hide anything. It's called fait accompli. It's a done deal. We won't talk about the people or entities behind this group because, one, we don't really know who they are. They keep themselves very secretly hidden. But just know that they have been operating here for a long, long, long time. And I believe they go back to the Phoenicians, pre-biblical times. So... I want to focus on the transgender agenda as part of the larger transhumanist agenda. But let's first define transhumanist since that is the end goal for all the UN agendas. Transhumanism is post-humanism. It's humanism with the optimism taken out. (laughs) It's a movement that advocates for the transformation and get this under quotes, the advancement of humanity through technology. That definition runs the gamut from nanotechnology all the way to AI or artificial intelligence. And this paradigm is not limited to gadgets and medicine. Medicine that's chipped so your doctor knows if you have complied with his prescription. But it also applies to behavior, to culture, language, to our bodies, and to our minds. They expect to control all of it. Be clear then, transhumanism is a manufactured end point to human evolution. The transhumanist agenda is more than just artificial intelligence or robots taking over American jobs or transgender restrooms at public facilities to accommodate that ever-growing push for uniformity among the masses. It's where our bodies will be augmented and sterilized in utero, where divinity is exercised out of humanity and humanity has outgrown its usefulness. It's where scientists are gods to be worshipped. It's where science becomes scientism, a religion where scientists and politicians are priests who dictate new laws to live by. Where the more you separate yourself from your divine nature, your heart self, your true self, the more you create something non-human. This transhumanistic agenda began taking shape in the 1930s, believe it or not, under social engineers like Edward Bernays. You can go to his book, Propaganda, to understand the methods of mind control. So what does this agenda look like? Did you know that today a child's gender identity is given the same protection as race, ethnicity, disability, or sexual orientation as part of the Human Rights Code. In Ontario, Canada, for instance, a child's choice to identify has upstaged the rights of parents. 
in June of 2017, the Canadian legislature passed the Children, Youth, and Families Act, which repealed and replaced the Child and Family Services Act to make room for gender identity. Gender identity is legally defined in Australia. We'll just pick one definition. The gender-related identity, appearance or mannerisms, or gender-related characteristics of a person, whether by way of medical intervention or not, with or without regard to the person's designated sex at birth. So, we're already confused by that definition, but the former Ontario Act dealt with child protection, adoption, and foster care services, much like child protection services in, in the United States deals with this. But the new act adds gender identity and gender expression as factors that will be taken into account when deciding what is in the best interests of the child. Now, this phrase, the best interests of the child, is a ruse. Why? because the government becomes the parent that decides what is in the best interest of the child. The parents become obsolete. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because parental rights are becoming a hot topic issue in the United States, especially when it comes to vaccine laws that are being rolled out through the elimination of non-medical exemptions. Parents are rightfully concerned that they can no longer make choices for themselves or their children. And when you don't have a choice to refuse a vaccine for your religious or personal beliefs, you no longer have informed consent or the freedom to choose. You no longer have freedom, period. At the same time these laws are being introduced around the country, the CDC is introducing new hexavalent vaccines for toddlers that have not been safety tested. So going back to this Ontario law, this law enables governments to seize children from parents opposing gender transition. If they can seize children from parents for opposing gender transition, do you think that they might be able to do the same for other reasons? The new Canadian law says that parents who steer their children towards the gender of their birth could be accused of abusing the rights of the child. Parents can only direct the child's education and upbringing in accordance with the child's or young person's creed, community identity, and cultural identity. But that's not all. Parents do not have a right to direct the child's education and religious upbringing. Instead, the only religion recognized by the state in the best interests of the child is the one the child himself professes to believe. So get this, under a no-lying policy, children can be removed if the parents refuse to tell their kids that the Easter Bunny is real. Because it's all about what the child believes, the child's religion. Canadian Minister of Children and Youth Services, a guy by the name of Michael Couteau, said that a parent's failure to recognize and support a child's gender self-identification is a form of child abuse. What does this mean for the rest of the world? In the United States, from California to Minnesota to Washington, D.C., the transgender agenda has infiltrated kindergarten classrooms as teachers celebrate gender dysphoria. 
In Delaware, a proposed law would allow students as young as five years old to choose their own race and gender without approval from their parents. Now, are we living in the real world? Gender dysphoria is included in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, which is a psychiatric manual, and it defines gender dysphoria as a distress experienced by a person when the sex and gender does not match the person's gender identity. As many as 98% of boys and 88% of girls will grow out of their gender dysphoria and accept their biological sex after naturally passing through puberty. So this is all part of that definition. Yet in Oregon, 15-year-old girls or boys are allowed to get a state-subsidized sex change operation without parental consent. In Victoria, Australia, school support plans order schools to work with transitioning children. The government policy reads, there may be circumstances in which students wish or need to undertake gender transition without the consent of their parents or caregivers and without consulting medical practitioners. It will be necessary for the school to consider whether the student is a mature minor. In Northern Virginia, a school-wide assembly featured a transgender crusader whose message was, gender is a spectrum and is assigned at birth by people who might not get it right. The latest is that France is banning the word mother and father as French schools go gender neutral. This is said to be a part of a wider law to build a, quote, school of trust, end quote which also makes attendance compulsory for all three-year-olds. The aim is to root family diversity in law. This conforms to an agenda of what they're calling social equality. The new model is about androgyny. And another recent story in the news, airlines, including Delta, are going to be adding a new gender option for non-binary passengers. So the new narrative makes gender dysphoria or gender confusion a new normal. The phenomenon of rapid onset gender dysphoria in teen girls is being classified as a social contagion similar to anorexia. At the same time, schools are teaching that sex changes are perfectly normal. It's enough to confuse anyone, even people who are cisgender. And that means you are the gender of your birth and you accept that. The transgender movement is moving faster than kids can spell transgender. As parents watch their rights dissolve, they are asking really important questions, but no one is listening. So let's go through some of these questions because I think they're valuable to ask ourselves. How often do five-year-olds who wish to change their gender change their minds before they turn six? By what authority does state ideology usurp parental autonomy? How can children make decisions about sex change operations when they are too young to consent? How does the transgender community respond to the idea that they are glorifying the mental health condition known as gender dysphoria? 
And where is the medical or psychological test to show young children will continue their gender dysphoria as young adults well after their biology has been changed? You know, these children who suffer from this disorder, they deserve compassion, not indoctrination or hormonal manipulation and irreversible surgeries. They deserve a chance to understand their confusion, if it's truly confusion, until they're old enough to make an informed choice. And then they deserve support for their choices from parents, not from the state. What happens when government controls your body? When legislation is being framed in the best interests of the child, it is coming from model language constructed from an international treaty called the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child, or the UNCRC. And this law aims to protect and promote the rights of all children around the world. Based on the UNCRC language, the state of California passed a Bill of Rights for Children and Youth known as SB 18. And it seeks to usurp the natural rights of parents as caregivers. California is also the first state to pass mandatory school vaccination programs and introduce the gender-neutral birth certificates. You can see that taken together, these laws not only push a transgender agenda, but also allow the state to parent children. A main provision of the UNCRC says that a child's view should be taken into equal consideration along with the parents. This means that anytime there's a conflict between a parent and a child, the government referee can decide what is in the best interest of the child. The U.S. courts already control for the best interests of the child with a guardian ad litem, or GAL, to investigate solutions, right? In cases of divorce and parental responsibilities, family psychologist John Roseman says this Act is a convention on the stripping of rights from American parents and parents all over the globe. So it's not just in your head. You know, people are there defending the rights of parents, the rights of each of us. Because when one set of rights disappears, guess what? All rights are going to disappear. California is a beta test in America. As California goes, so goes the nation. U.S. federal courts are also taking the lead from the UNCRC. State legislators are lifting articles straight out of the UN treaty and passing them under new customary international law. And this makes UN law the supreme law of the land. These are also known as reflexive laws. You can look up this word. It's laws that reflect an agenda and follow no laws. And we see this in the mainstream headlines that look like the following. The push for a third choice on official forms, a third gender. Or here's another headline. New York City will allow gender-neutral acts on birth certificates. Here's another one. Gender-neutral state ID cards. Another one, teaching gender identity in schools. And 
LGBT training history and transgender development is being incorporated into the school curriculums. These laws do not grant children or anyone any rights. True rights are natural and inborn, granted by the Creator. They fall under natural law, not for man-made laws. Rights granted and legalized by governments are not rights. They're privileges that can be restricted, uh, altered, and abolished completely by legislation or executive command. And if we truly understand the current legal system, we need to understand the language. Legalese is legal language that expands the scope of the power of the state. Under statutes, a person is a legal fiction, not a human being with free choice and free will. There is a difference between legal and lawful. Going forward, we need to pay attention to the ruse of children's rights from a government that is not only playing Uncle Sam, but mother and father as well. Do we own our bodies or does the state? Now, we do have a, a metaphorical shield that protects our rights called the Declaration of Independence. And it reminds us that when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. That means we, when we feel we are disrespected and dishonored as human beings, a government of and for the people, we don't believe we have that anymore, we can take action to separate ourselves from that government. Currently, the government is redefining what it is to be human. So we don't have much time as human beings to take this issue on. There are not 50 new gender options, okay? There are still two genders, only they are being covered up with unisex clothing, hormone enhancers, and hormone blockers to alter the body that they were born into. A story going around Facebook right now is that of a man who's trying to breastfeed his new baby. Really? Since when do women choose to give up this natural bodily function to promote men taking artificial hormones to cause them to produce milk? Really? In a world that demonizes a woman to nurse her own baby in public? Are we now pushing for a role reversal? Role reversal is the transgender agenda where men are no longer men and women are no longer women. There are only hybrids that can no longer have any children of their own. It is the extinction of the human race to go down this road. This is why I'm making this a topic for tonight's discussion, because we have to start at some point talking about this, because there's so much to talk about just in this agenda. At the core level, the transgender agenda seeks to redefine everyone and erase gender distinctions under clothing and under new laws. 
The law would legally redefine what it means to be human as neither male nor female. And understand that the neutral it changes an individual's self-concept. It neuters the strong male and the nurturing female. It will inevitably dissolve family autonomy. This movement is about totalitarian control, not rights. If people do not follow the pronoun protocols under the new laws, then free expression becomes hate speech and censorship follows. Under the guise of rights, the transgender movement serves as a convenient cover for concentrating power under an ever-expanding state or government. This is where the one-world government comes into play. Unknowingly, we allow the state to separate us from our children, and this is the heart of Marxist philosophy, socialism, where the state dictates everything and the family is nothing. And this is happening now, not in the future. What do we do about a steam engine coming at us full force that seeks to destroy our integrity, our identity? the integrity of body, mind, and spirit. This is what I'm talking about when I'm saying the world is coming at us, coming for us. This is about protecting your integrity on all levels. It's about knowing who you are on a soul level. The field of attack is the body and the mind, biological and psychological, to destroy the spirit of humanity. This is a spiritual war. It's a divide and conquer order out of chaos agenda. And it goes back to before biblical times, before Sodom and Gomorrah and the corruption of Babel and the Babylonian time frame. That darkness still lives today and is playing out in the draconian new laws and unbelievable actions taken by those who call themselves authorities. Where does the controversy and division end? With you. Earth is a living, learning matrix. Each of us is a beacon of light, eternal, part of the creator of all. We only need to embody that identity. If the illusions of our world do anything, they provide us an opening to focus on what is real. If you have to take hormones to change your identity, is that real? Or is that an alteration of reality? The transgender agenda is an agenda that mocks creation, which comes from the supreme creator. It mocks the divine male and female by ending the ability to procreate the human race. So now is the time to be aware of our place in the greater consciousness. At this tipping point of humanity, in this dimension, on this timeline, either we raise our collective vibration to higher levels of consciousness, or we're doomed to fail. Failure means we reset the evolutionary clock of the human soul backwards. We are not evolving. Look around. Do you see anyone evolving? <laughs> we're devolving. 
And if we do not break the cycle that some argue has been repeating since the fall of Atlantis, possibly before that time, the Hopi believe we're in the fourth world and we're going to enter the fifth world. So there's a lot of um, legends and prophecies and ancient writings and scriptures that talk about this. I'm not the only one saying it. If we do not change something, humanity will remain stuck in a Groundhog Day scenario. The life lesson that comes with this life experience is that there's no beginning and no end. We are eternal light beings, and light is information. The human body is a construct and a concept for soul growth. There's no need to fear anything in the sky or on the earth because we're more than this body we see every day. Creating the great divide in humanity is the transhumanist agenda. The risks are clear. Always question the narrative. When we divide ourselves into 50 genders, we have lost our integrity and are open for the taking, open to be taken over by other entities who connect to our bodies and minds and connect us to machines. When we connect to a machine, does the original personality remain the same? Does the soul remain intact? Can a post-human being with increased life expectancy and intelligence, possibly increased health and memory, cease to exist on a higher level? Are we sacrificing our divinity to agree to cloning and to worship androgyny and the god of artificial intelligence? What happens to peace, love, caring, and cooperation? For humanity to evolve, it will be necessary to know who we are and to know the answers to these questions. It will also be critical to use your voice to speak up against the infiltration by dark forces. Are you ready? Are we ready? We need to learn about false light and how to avoid it wherever you find it. And we need to always embody the light of truth, which is that light within you. Okay, healers. Until next time, lots of love. Visit or consult with Roseanne Lindsay, naturopath, at natureofhealing.org, where you can find her books at her website and at amazon.com. 